this episode of Hammer and Dinner. I'm your host, Kaylor Hodges, and I am coming into you with good spirits. Wow. Um, <laughs> so as I'm recording this, Tulsa just beat Louisville City, and as of now, we are only one point behind Louisville City, and we are about to... If we get all three points, we can go three, uh, two points clear of Loose City. Grant, they have a they have a game in hand. Now the thing is that we won against Sporting Kansas City, and obviously you want to dominate that kind of team, but also sometimes you have to win the scrappy games, and we did that. And you know, of course, we have our match against Area Code FC tomorrow, and you know. Uh, what a what an exciting time. And I said this before um, I started, or before I started recording this part of the podcast, is that t- tomorrow I am going to Atlanta for the Alabama game. I march in the band at Alabama. So I have to be up at 4.15 in the morning. I may have already said that. But heading to Atlanta, and by the time the game gets done, because I would love to be in Memphis. I mean, I wouldn't love to be in Memphis. But, you know, I would love to go and watch the boys. Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't know. I, I would love to be there. But if we get out of that game and I'm dead tired. And lo and behold, if Bama loses and Memphis beats or draws against Legion... I'm going to have the crappiest like three and a half hour uh, bus ride of my life. And then I have to drive right back to Atlanta the next day. But it is what it is. Um, we have a lot to talk about today. This is a basically a post-match reaction. What's at stake? And of course a pre-match preview. So let's start off a little bit with a post-match reaction. And we're going to stream it all into one thing. So the Legion beat uh, Sporting Kansas City 2. And... That was just one of those matches that you just kind of look at and you're like, we needed to win it. And you know we did. We won that game. We did what we had to do. You know, Prosper Kasim. Let me just go ahead and throw this out there. (laughs) What's up? What's up, Mario? Hey, uh, people in the chat, of course, but uh, for people who are just watching the pod or listening to the podcast, hey, shout out to FC Tulsa tonight. Um, What a freaking match that was. But this Sporting Kansas City, Prosper Kasim probably played the best game I've ever seen him play in the black and gold. I mean, just an absolute perfect match. I think there is such a difference between Prosper when he tries to force goals and Prosper when he just plays his game, lets the game come to him. This is the first time I think I've really seen Prosper play at his tempo rather than trying to create a tempo, if that makes sense. And that's really what we need because... As they said in the broadcast, Legion are dealing with some injury stuff, which so are Memphis not a one, but we're getting there. Um, just what a match. Nico got a little bit of time off, got to rest the legs a little bit. Jaden got a little bit of rest. Uh, I mean, Hervo, Zach got a little bit of rest. Mikey got just a little bit of rest. JJ Williams got a little bit of rest. And Jake Roof, hashtag up the roof. Um, or raise the roof, sorry. Um, you know, got a little bit of match time, which really needed. Love that for him. Um, yeah, we got we rotate the team during the day, but we have two 
keepers on the bench. That should tell you that we're dealing with some injury stuff. Bruno, who's our point guard, basically. He is our guy. Hurt. Um, Junior's off on international duty. That hurts. Uh, Daigo, who, you know, Ben said, uh, Ben Afemu said on the podcast recently, you know, he's probably one of the most creative players they've ever seen. Is hurt. And Marcos is hurt. And I think Jackson, who's an academy signing, um, is off in college doing his thing, you know. Good for him, by the way. I just, Legion are a little shorthanded. And the fact that we're getting just that little bit of rotation, just that ever so slot bit, man, that just does wonders for this club. Um, Yeah, Sporting Kansas City, there's not a whole lot to say. They didn't really test the Legion. The Legion didn't really test them that much besides Prosper's Wonder Strike. Um, not really too much of no here. Um, I do want an update from Sporting Kansas City too because I still don't have one. Um, just the fact that uh, one of their players absolutely demolished a seat. And I just want, I just want to see it. I just want to see the broken chair. I'll be honest. I'm a simple person, but I have looked onto their website or in everywhere, and I cannot find that. So, oh well. Um, as for FC Tulsa, I know there's some Tulsa people in my chat right now. As for FC Tulsa being Louisville, here's what this means. And I sort of mentioned this. Legion have to win tomorrow. There's just no way around it. Legion need to beat 901 FC. Not only just to beat 901 FC and kind of get that monkey off the back of beating them away from home. Um, we need to go top of the table. And it's not really for the fact, I mean, I predicted Louisville City to win. Um, I predicted Louisville City to win it. And I honestly think that Louisville City could win the whole championship. But for us to have the ability to possibly have home field advantage for all the playoffs. That's huge. That is so massive. And it really allows us to control our destiny a little bit more. Um, you know, FC Tulsa beat, a granted, an injured Louisville City, which for the Legion, this is the time you have to strike is when the people at the top are insanely hurt. Um... You know, for FC Tulsa, they they took those points. And I think what we're seeing from Louisville City is that they are vulnerable. And if for anything, it, if we can go clear them by two points, even just for a little bit, this sets up October 30th so well. Which, you know, people said this last time that Louisville City and Legion played was the biggest match in FC uh, Birmingham Legion FC's history could you imagine the chance to win the division and clinch home field advantage for the whole playoffs at home the having the ability to clinch at home on the last day of the year that's going to be insane and something else Alabama has a bye week that week so all the Bama fans won't have to be there I have a feeling that that night, if Legion can keep up the winning, it's going to be insane. I'm so excited about that. But that doesn't matter if Legion cannot take care of business. 
And for our upcoming match tomorrow against Old Area Code, we got to take care of the business. We just got to do it to them. And excuse me as I take a drink of coffee. My throat is killing me. Oh, that's really hot. Oh, that was an awful idea. Ow, that really freaking hurt. <laughs> um, you know, this team is just... I mean, we've won three times. We've drawn four. They've won twice. Obviously, we've drawn away now. And let's forget about the talent on both sides. Let's forget about who's injured for Memphis Let's forget about who's injured for the Legion. Let's forget who's on the pitch and who isn't. Memphis knows how to beat the Birmingham Legion. Why? Why does Memphis know how to do that? Because they know how to slow down the game. And I've mentioned this before. The Memphis not a one, I will give them credit. They know how to push the limits. They know how to time waste. They know when to go down. They know the right places to go down. They know if they go down too far away from a ref that it won't be seen. They know if they go down too close to a ref, the ref just stands over them and calls for calls for a little bit of help. I mean, <laughs> it. they know what they're doing. They foul a little bit. They know when to foul. They know when to, to really ramp up the aggression. Why? Because the ref can't call everything. And we talked about this before, about how Memphis often has some of the most yellow cards in the league. Why? Because they can't call everything. And sometimes, you know, they do call some stuff. They do end up calling the things. And it is what it is. Obviously, the guy to watch is going to be Kyle uh, Murphy. Um, Kyle Murphy has been on an insane run. He did call himself the best in the league recently, which normally when you call yourself the best doesn't usually work out for you. I know because I've called myself the best a few times and I was quickly humbled. Um, I, you just heard that, I think. Mangoes are not supposed to be crunchy. Um, I'm sorry, I'm eating right now. I'm just like, I'm really hungry. Um, but anyway... The, the the secret is is that you shut down Kyle Murphy, but how do you do that? Obviously, that's turning out to be a lot harder than it seems, but I think rather than shutting down Kyle Murphy, I think the secret is, is that you have to overcome. Scoring one goal against Memphis, I don't think it's going to do it. I don't think it's going to do the business. I don't think we'll be able to overcome that. Um, when I say overcome, I mean, I'm sure we could, um, physically overcome that in the sense of getting a draw at least, but, you know, just in general, I mean, it's just a, uh, you have to, you have to overcome that. And as a team who is offensively talented, like the Legion, while a little hamstrung right now, they should be able to do that. They should be able to score two, three goals. Um, you know, for the people in Memphis, this is probably going to be the biggest crowd that Memphis is going to see for a while. And we saw against OKC on 901 day. They didn't pull a lot of fans, but against the Legion, something tells me they will. And Legion have to be prepared for that. 
for play our players to be booed for us to you know might have the ref slightly against us um you know it is what it is and someone mentioned this in the chat um of old uh boston old Mar- uh, mario um it says if memphis not one can't beat a 10 man okc birmingham should beat them and i was going to get to that and that was a perfect time for me to do so is that you can't discredit not a one i mean kyle murphy is the real deal he's legit he is i mean he really is some of the best in the league um and the thing is is that i think legion should theoretically be okay because they're essentially they've been this last match they played a 4-1-4-1 um putting a lot of um they have a lot of um reliance on Kyle Murphy so if he can't score like he didn't in this match against OKC then it's over for them really you they kind of rely on him a little much so obviously as you're said and done you shut down Kyle Murphy you shut down not a one is that going to happen maybe I would like to think so with our back line this last week we completely shut down Sporting Kansas City um does that is that going to work against someone like Kyle Murphy? Probably not. Um, I think we're going to at least let him win goal. I, um, I think so. I think that we're going to let in at least one, but our offense should be able to handle that. Will they? I don't know. I, I would love to say yes. I would love to say that we could handle it and figure it out, but, um. We'll see. As for the Legion, let's let's move away from nine one for a sec. But the Legion, we've moved back to this four three three, and it's it's kind of worked. It kind of it's kind of a four three three. It's kind of a four two three one. It's sort of a three man back line. So basically, what Legion's doing is letting. Uh, Johnny Dean and Ryan James move up the pitch, and uh, Thomas uh, Fankenzeel moves back, or Anderson Siadu moves back, and basically becomes a third member of the back line, essentially creating a three-man back line and allowing everybody else to push up, allowing seven players into the offensive threat, which is awesome. But I wish they would just bring on a third center back this has kind of been my whole thing with the three at the back. This is why I'm so such a big proponent of it, is that even when we're not playing three in the back, we are still playing a three in the back. So you might as well just get the extra benefit of a six-foot uh, three Benefemu or a, um, I think, six-foot-one Jake Roof. You might as well have the extra height and allow Anderson Asidu to get up the pitch. That's just me. Obviously, I'm not coach. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. But, you know, it kind of is what it is. I just think that we are not utilizing our talent enough, but also this might just very well just be because of how injured we are. We're just trying to save the players that we have, which also makes sense. Um, I think that the team that we're going to put out 
because last I'm going to look this up just real quick on the fly. I usually have this set in front of me, but my classes recently have been absolutely insane. I mean, basically, I tallied it up through uncredited hours and through other things. Um, we, um, through things that are under houred or under credited. TLDR, I'm taking 26 hours this semester, and I'm straight up not having a good time. Uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, it's so miserable. It's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, taking that many hours, don't do it, kids. Just, just, just don't. Don't do that to yourself. I can't find the injuries for some reason. Um, anyway, I think they have like four people out. Guitar being one of them, who was a pretty big deal. Um, there was... Oh, I'm going to totally blank on his name. And I'm just going to go back to a previous match and see if I can find it. Because I am the worst uh, host of all time. Anyway, they have defensive players out. TLDR. Um, they have defensive players out who have been pretty vital for them. And that sucks. That sucks for them, but we have to utilize. Carol, that's who I'm thinking of. Zach Carroll. There we go. I, I got there eventually. Um, we have to take advantage of those guys being out. We have to take advantage of them being weaker. Um, we have to take advantage of them being a little bit behind and knowing well you also have to realize that as a team who is struggling right now their fans are either not going to come out at all or come out extra to support the boys and be extra rowdy be a little extra drunk be a little bit extra verbally abusive if you will to the boys and they have to realize that they're going into possibly what could be a very toxic environment um you know, what am I predicting for the match? Realistically, it could be another 1-1 draw. I mean, <laughs> I don't see any way that Memphis keeps a, a clean sheet. That said, if Legion take the lead, I feel like um, Memphis is going to throw the kitchen sink at it just to show the fans that, they're, that they care. I think that's kind of the deal here is that this is not just a situation that they're trying to show that they're trying to show each other like yo we care they gotta be fighting for the fans right now because there are a lot of fans who are quickly being turned off by 901 and I said this before I don't want 901 to fold I don't I don't want that for them I hate Memphis um I really do but the last thing I want is a team in the U.S. to fold. And right now, I think the front office is feeling the pressure, knowing that fans are starting to lose any kind of cares that they have. So I think that Legion are going to be coming into a very interesting situation. Um, I'm, I would love to hear some peop from the people who are in the chat right now. Also, if this is, I know this is bad for a podcast. Um, what do y'all think is going to happen 
during this match. Also, is the live stream bugging out for you guys? Because it kind of is on my side. Um, <laughs> some certain person said even their podcast guy might quit podcasting on how bad they are. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Memphis is really dealing with it right now, and. <sighs> When Tim Howard came into the USL, I was pretty excited. I hated that it was Memphis. But a big name like Tim Howard, like, wow, that's huge. But been so disappointed, and they cannot capitalize. I mean, their logo, I mean, if you haven't seen their crest, I mean, they have one of the best, best crests you can find in the world, honestly. The neon light, I mean, the 9 of 1 thing is a little weird, but it leads to a good crest. Um, I don't know. It's just a. Uh, it's hard. I I personally think it's going to be a two one win for the Legion. I think Nico's going to uh, net one, and I have a feeling that Jaden Cervania is going to get on the score sheet. Why? I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know why. I feel that way. I'm also trying not to eat into the microphone right now. But I really do think that Jaden Cervania is going to net one. I think he's going to be create a real heartbreaker. I do think Kyle Murphy is going to get his one against us, but not too sure. Not too sure. Yeah, I mean, it really is all I have for it. This just kind of go back over the last time that we won. Somebody in the chat, Harry says, 3-1 Legion. Here's what I'll say. It's going to be the last thing before I sign off. Is that last time the Legion played, well, two times ago, when the Legion lost. 65% of the ball, Legion created 12 chances. They had five corners. They had eight shots on goal, and they just were not clinical. Uh, Harry dropped, or not Harry, uh, Mario drops into the chat. 2-1 win with Cervania getting the brace. Now that is interesting. I would take that all day long, um, especially Cervania. We'd love to see the hometown kid break the hearts of Memphis. But we basically just were not clinical enough. We have the chances this last time that we played um the, the last time we played them and we drew the stats were still not great junior scored i mean we had 55 percent of the ball we created 12 chances again um only four on target just in general we need to be more clinical and not being afraid to shoot outside the box just take some shots make them think and make them wonder so there's that. I would love to say a massive thank you to the people in the chat who came out. And a massive thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, um, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw um, on the Legion subreddit, there was a guy who called me out, called me an ignorant hick. Which, hey man, if you're listening, that's right. I am a hick. I am proud of where I come from. My accent is thick and heavy, just like me. Wow, that was weird and I can't believe I said that. Um, <laughs> um, I, you know, I appreciate all the love that came out of that. 
uh, there was a lot of people that just said that for that guy screw off. And, you know, there were some things in there that I that were true. I mean, I don't give as deep in-depth analysis that I would love to. Um, that's something I'm working on, and I would love to give better uh, in-depth analysis. Um, just there's some stuff in there just like you guys are the best. The people who do follow this podcast and, you know, follow the Twitch and have followed the YouTube channel. I mean, I get DMs a lot and it's just like, hey, thank you for what you're doing. And that stuff really does keep me going. I mean, with the loss of my grandfather recently and the loss of my biological father and other family stuff all happening within like three weeks of each other. You know, I was really going through it and hearing the nice comments from you guys, even though you guys didn't even know some of that stuff was going on. I mean, it, I mean, it really made, it made me feel a lot better and it helped me a lot. So my message is keep up the kindness, not just to me, to everybody. You never know what people are going through, but be kind, love each other. I love you guys. You guys make my life so much happier. Um, and you know what? Even if that one guy doesn't like the podcast, screw it, because I like what I'm doing. And if nobody listened to it, I would still be doing this because I just love it. So that's all I have. Until next time.